All right, Imperfect Parenting. We're back at it with Seth Dahl. Yeah. Come Come on in. It's a new month. It's a new month. We're having fun. We've just finished talking about a lot of sex and stuff (laughs) the last couple months. This is true. It is true. And it's good. It is. It's needed. We're just trying to create courage for families. Yeah. That's it. Parents, you can do this. It's hard. But I'm excited about, um, I think, I mean... That's probably going to cover most of the heavy lifting on this one, but I, I, I'm excited for it. I, I'm, I think it's where we are as parenting, and even the last chapter of my book is this call to action and families and not conforming and knowing what we're fighting for, and yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And um, but we do have a great meme because that's we, kind of where we we're do at. Have a great <laughs> meme that goes perfectly. You want to say? Read it? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. You ready? This one also kind of though needs people to go on social media yeah, and true. look at it. You're missing out if you're we not can't following get, us. We also. cannot do it justice no, with true. our voices only. No. So we're going to describe it, but go check this one out. It's just a sweet little girl. So just as Brittany described, we're really talking today about your your kids are going into a war zone most days. Mm-hmm. When yeah. they're connected with people, when they're at school, when they're in the world. When they're on a screen. When they're on a screen. There we go. They are in a war zone. Mm-hmm. And but but the truth is they have a spirit that's greater than the spirit in the world inside yeah. of them, which sets me up to share this meme. So here we go. So there's this little girl, very cute little picture of her, like first day of school type picture. She's in a little uniform, little uniform, mm-hmm. little tie, very cute. Matching bow. Hair is beautiful. Uh-huh. And you fast forward to she's getting home from school. Yeah, I'll like describe that in just a second. Photo, before yeah. and after school, this picture of this little girl. Before and after school has me howling, said the person who wrote this, because this little girl has crazy hair, the tie's a mess, the jacket's falling off, her face looks like, let me get home. She got her backpack just hanging off her arm. She does not look oh like the gosh. same child that She went left through the house. it today, but mm-hmm. she's still standing. And it says, somebody get her some Capri Sun on the rocks. She's been through it. So great. Go check this one out. <laughs> you need a juice on the rocks right now. I mean, this is kind of the, I remember having a conversation with Lincoln um, when he was wanting me to do something that his friend's parents said he could do. And I said, son, I will not be parenting you like anyone else's parents. Yeah, I'm going to parent you the way that the Lord says I should be parenting you. I'm your mother. No one else's mommy. And, you know, the, the same goes for all the different situations like we've walked through that are big, hard the world says do this, or the world doesn't understand why I'm so, and we're so willing to fight for a connection um, as a value. Yeah. And and I think that's just, that's what your your kids are in battle, whether they're in a public school or not. Everywhere right now, uh, the deceiver is just trying to wear them down. Yeah. Especially parents, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the battle and just where we're at, you know, this is society as a whole right now. It's like kind of every, it's not just our kids, it's us yeah. as well. Everyone's kind of in this war, but I just been really feeling like where we're at is kind of in the book of Daniel, mm-hmm. where Babylon comes in and takes over. And Babylon in Hebrew means confusion. Mm-hmm. So confusion comes in, confusion takes over, mm-hmm. confusion brings all these, you know, it says, this is, Daniel chapter 1, um, verse 3 and 4, it says, The king instructed 
Ashpenaz, something like that, the master of his eunuchs to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. So, you know, they take all these smart kids, yeah, young young people who are incredibly talented, gifted, smart, mm -hmm. intelligent, and pretty much the first thing they do is change their names. So you'll no longer Which be is called. So crazy, mm -hmm. especially when you're uh, rooted in evil. You're changing their names to fit your agenda. Yeah. So you have confusion going. You are not who your parents named you to be. Mm -hmm. You are not Come on. the name they chose for you or maybe God chose mm -hmm. for you. You you are now a different person. And in the Bible, names always have significance for identity. It's yep. who you are. It's your name. And it's like, oh, you are... Now you have a, an identity given to you from confusion, not your parents, not God, because mm -hmm. you're God's people, but now you're our people. And so that's that's this... That's where we're at as a whole. We're like, oh, everyone's really confused. And that little girl looks like she's been through it. Mm -hmm. But in public school, on the screens, everywhere, it seems like things are trying to – confusion is trying to confuse our children and change what they believe about themselves. Well, the I know in one of the reasons we're not in public school anymore is the – agenda to be leading the identity of your child education has stepped in and says you know what i think we're gonna we're gonna do it from here yeah and we saw that a lot in um covid just even you would see parents going to war with with their schools on you're overstepping your boundary you're overstepping your authority which is exactly this you've overstepped your authority and yeah. you're trying to create confusion and replace it as a new identity yeah and and that's I think whether you're in public school or not, this is one of the biggest reasons why we moved out. But it's it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram, it's on YouTube. Yeah, this same agenda is everywhere. It's on. I the mean, agenda of confusion. I love Disney movies. I think there's. I mean, I grew up with them, but now we watch something, or we were gonna watch something, and I'm like, oh, but I don't think we're gonna watch that one. And yeah. he's mm -hmm. like, why does it have to be in everything? Yeah. yeah. I said, I, you know, it's because they're trying to confuse you. Mm -hmm. And and that's just the same thing that's going on here is is we're trying to uh pull you away from your true identity and mm -hmm. him and make you of this world. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, I, I, I was just going to say that real quick. Just the confusion feels like it's deeply connected to the conformity too. Mm -hmm. Which I think is where you're going, but the they they want to conform these little foot soldiers at some level, they, these children yeah. into conform to how we think which changes your identity, changes your name, just all things you're talking about. and yeah. Your mission in life. I mean, it's like they're clay. I mean, yeah. children yeah. are like sponges. Yeah. Yeah, these, are, these guys are brought in to serve the king, to yeah. serve the government. You will now do what the government tells you. You will do what the king tells you, mm -hmm. no matter how you were raised. Yep. And I think, you know, what's interesting here is it's really cool to kind of, I just, I never saw this before until we were talking about it before the episode, but... Like, oh, Daniel's the one that wrote this book. You know, right away, um, his name actually gets changed to Belteshazzar, 
So Daniel has a different name, but he never refers to himself as Belteshazzar. He never in the book of Daniel refers to, I don't think ever, I mean, maybe he does a couple times, but but for the most part, we know this is the book of Daniel, not the book of Belteshazzar. So he doesn't refer to himself yeah. as mm. the name confusion gave him. He keeps his name, which helps him not compromise, not conform, mm -hmm. stand up, not give in. You know, and the people he's mentoring, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which that's their name from confusion because they have different names before, they also are then empowered to not bow down. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're going to get thrown in the fire, but but they had the ability to not bow down. And Daniel, it looks to me like he just refused to yeah. accept that identity. Which makes me think about how courage is contagious um, and the courage to stay in tune with your true identity kind of gives even more permission to be courageous. Yeah. It's it's such a key in the, in what you're saying, Seth. It feels like there's such a key right here. And I think part of this starts with parents just connecting even with their own father. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I said this on a on the Kyla show recently, I was in there and a while back and we talked through this, but but Jason Velton he's taught me lot lots of things. If you don't know who Jason Velton is in Brave Co, mm -hmm. man especially go check it out. But but one of the things he says is um, in, in inviting our spiritual father to come father me in certain areas. Yeah. And I think that's one of the ways we actually keep our identity is, is, is inviting him in, inviting spiritual leaders in our life. Come, come father me in this area so I don't lose this battle by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and even, even what you're describing with, um, the three men that he was mentoring, Yeah. you know, there's this flow happening in their life that, that he has taken a stand and they're watching him going, Okay, that's how I want to live. Yeah, there's two options here, and yeah. I'm choosing this one. Yeah, and it kind of feels like that's where a lot of us are at. I'm like, oh, you're trying to put us in the lion's den. Oh, you're trying to throw us in the furnace. Oh, and do we have the people around us helping us stay strong? Are we helping our kids stay strong? You know, I think it was really powerful. We were just talking a little bit ago, like this place, because I was like, what? How did Daniel? How do you do this? Like what? Mm -hmm. What was it? But in the place where in Daniel chapter six, where you know they've just announced, like, hey, you can't pray to any other gods, or you're going in the lion's den, right? So it just says, verse ten. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. So I read this and I'm going, oh, he's got a habit mm -hmm. of connecting with God Good. through yeah. prayer, thanksgiving. He's on his knees, humility. He, as a child, was connecting with God multiple times a day. And when something came against that, mm -hmm. he just kept doing what was put in him as a child. And that whole thing of like, oh, you know, you come into his presence with thanksgiving. It's like, oh, Daniel's like, I'm going into the presence of God. You're going to threaten me. You're going to try to confuse me. You're going to try to get me to change and conform. And I'm just going to go connect with God like I have from childhood. Mm -hmm. And that to me, I mean, I remember when we were running children's ministry oh. together. I was like, we, this was always something that kind of hit me like, I want to instill something mm -hmm. in them as children that becomes so normal 
And it's like, no matter what comes, you just go connect with God. No matter what comes, stay grateful, stay thankful. Yeah. Get down on your knees and be thankful no matter who's looking, no matter who's watching, no matter what they're threatening you with, no matter what they're going to do. I'm like, oh. But that's for us as parents, I feel like, oh, that's a that's like a call. Yeah. To me, that's a call of like, what am I instilling in my children with their connection to God? That's when we were in children's ministry together, I was in the younger grades, so like mm-hmm. zero to Little kindergarten. Guys. And one of the things I always told our workers was, you do not know who's in your room. Yeah, You do not know that whatever encounter you help bring them into with the Lord, however you um, communicate love, affection, modeling heaven. You don't know if anyone else is that model yeah. or if you're it. Yeah. You've got to pay attention to you could have the next Billy Graham in your room. Yeah. Or you could have the next radical salvation story that's going to bring a revival because this person goes off the rails, becomes a dry, whatever, but has an encounter with the Lord that reminds them of this moment that they were a child. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So just the awareness and and intentionality of you know seeking first the kingdom of god and then bringing it down to earth with these little people cuz yeah. you, you don't know what this so, one encounter yeah. is going to happen i don't exactly. know i don't know how many kids i mean you did street ministry in new york yeah and i, I mean i don't know if you know any of kids that went crazy and came back to the lord but it was cuz oh, of yeah. that this faithfulness of oh that moment of my youth maybe it was a daily habit maybe it was a one time thing but the power of the Lord, it just marks them. Another thing we saw too sometimes is it wasn't necessarily they were coming back directly to God. They were coming back to the person that mm-hmm. they knew loved them. It was like, yeah. you know, some of those kids, it was like, oh, the only Jesus you ever see is our teams, is mm-hmm. our people. And so when things are going crazy and stuff's happening, you're going to that person because mm-hmm. you know they, they've shown you the love of God. Mm-hmm. You've been hugged by them when you're not getting hugged by other people. And they would come back to the people who were connected to God with they them. Could was, God. they could feel God. They could feel, yeah. And so that's important too. Oh, man. Yeah, we saw kids do that stuff all the time. And, you know, even my own story, like for me, I'm like, wow, Thinking about this and the whole like, Father, will you come father me mm-hmm. in these places? I need God too. I need men. I need people. Yeah. You know, we need each other. I'm like, help each other, ask questions. But at the same time, like, I need the Father to help me with this. And I, I remember when I was five years old, I couldn't tie my shoes. Like, I did not know how to tie my shoes. No one could teach me. I can't figure it out. I'm d- discouraged, defeated. Sure. And in a dream in kindergarten, the father walks up to me and shows me how to tie my shoes. And when I woke up from the dream, it made perfect sense. And I understood totally how to tie my shoes. I'm like, and that encounter I had with God as a five-year-old kid has helped me in my parenting now. It's helped me in ministry. It's helped me in everything. It's like, I I can't, I'm not getting this from someone else. Lord, I, Father, I need you to come show me. It was like God goes, it was like the father actually came and met me where I had no father figure where I had no one to show me that to do that for me and he shows up and teaches me I'm like, oh well that's I do that I still pull on that yeah. like God I don't know what to do can you help me here and mm-hmm. he'll help me he'll help things make sense he'll help me see stuff understand things I'm like oh yeah it's those it's those encounters mm-hmm. that they have as a kid like I still pull on it 
almost 40 years later, I pull on that so one cool. encounter as a little child that a nap brought me into. Yeah. Mm. Hey, it's Brittany here. I'm normally on the Kylo Show, yes, but I wrote a book. I wrote a book for parents, but I talk a lot about moms. So if you're listening to this and you're a mom who's frustrated, who feels like you're failing, who feels hopeless in this game of parenting that we're in. So if that's you, mom, buy yourself this gift on Mother's Day. It's going to be worth it. So I hope that you feel blessed and encouraged by my new book, Imperfect Parenting. You can find it at imperfectparenting.co. And I, and I think that piece right there that you're, you're describing, it feels like that's part of where courage comes from, is, is me getting close to the Father, me, me letting love in, which I think is part of this equation for kids. Like, like listening to what you're describing with Daniel, you know, he had this habit from a child that he, he, he goes, goes to his room, opens the window, and does what he's always done. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the story is he goes back in, and he's still loving. He's still bringing wisdom into confusion. Yeah. He's still bringing the kingdom yeah. into this habit. He's bringing this God's habit. voice into yeah. it. Yeah. God's which which feels like part of it, too, is we want our kids to not like go hide and, and be scared. Yeah. We want you to come in, get the true identity, remember who you are and, and who he is for you, and then take that out. Yeah. And go love the kids that completely disagree with you. Yeah. Go love the teacher that that's trying to have you conform to something. Yeah. And and that's what changes you everything. Know, uh, a, a child that doesn't know who they are that goes into the world is going to conform to the world. Yeah. That's right. And um, and it can be you know, they conform in f- because of fear. They conform because of performance or acceptance or whatever it is. You know, Delaney had a a, a job at a fast food place that the culture was rough. Yeah. I mean, rough. It was conform, 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 fear, 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 rejection, rejection, rejection. I mean, and so she's coming home in tears. Mm -hmm. Please let me quit. Mom, please let me quit. And I remember saying, honey, the mean people of the world don't exist just at this fast food chain. Yeah. (laughs) They are everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing to prepare your spirit for that environment? And I said, are you listening to your, you know, emo emotional music that you love so much that is nothing for the armor of God? It's not going to help you through this. Or are you getting yourself in tune with the Father, connected to His presence, and going into the battlefield? Because that's your battlefield. Mm -hmm. My battlefield looks different. You and I are wired differently. So I, I go in there and I okay, bring it on. Yeah. Mine is different. My battlefield is completely different. And so Ben and I were just challenging her to position herself into a place of worship yeah. and reading scriptures before she left for work and listening to worship music before she got there. And everything changed in a day. Wow. When yep. she just com- got connected to the Father and went in with, I know who I am yep. and I'm covered, her ability to confront, her ability to have courage, to set a boundary, to even be like it's it's I even mean, how they related to her change completely. You know, she brought in a different person. Yeah, and that's what I want for our kids. Wow. And and knowing the story of of Daniel is I 
will not lose sight of who I am. Yeah. Regardless of the environment I'm in. But you have to lead that as a parent. Exactly. For your child to know how to activate that. Yeah. Man, that's good. Like I used to, when, when I used to travel, there's some countries I would go to and they didn't have very good coffee. Mm-hmm. And so I would bring a glass French press mm-hmm. with me. Wow. And I Brave. knew. <laughs> I you knew are courageous. That I, I know. Glass. Glass French I'll tell you how I did it. I'll tell you why <laughs> I had so much courage with that. I knew that if I could fill the glass French press jar jug with enough internal pressure, mm. socks, clean socks, I'd fill That's it with good. clean socks. If I could put enough internal pressure inside, mm-hmm. the external pressure couldn't break it. And I'd go all around the planet with my glass French press because I knew how to fill it with the internal mm-hmm. pressure, the stuff oh, that, that kept it. So the pressure outside from bags getting thrown on top of my bag or right. whatever. Whatever's in your bag. The cold weather yep. up at 30,000 feet mm-hmm. in the air isn't the internal pressure was too much for the external pressure to break it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like happened with Delaney. It's like, oh, she got internal pressure from God. She got filled she with this pressure that the external stuff no longer affected her the same way. And the other thing, too, is like this verse. I just remember this verse in Numbers 13, 33. It's such a crazy verse to me. It's where the spies went and looked at the promised oh, land yes. and see the giants. Yep. This verse says, <laughs> right. And what they see. <laughs> yeah, they come back and they say, there we saw giants, the mm-hmm. descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. And they're basically saying the giants saw us the same way we saw ourselves. Yep. They looked at us according to how we looked mm-hmm. at us. I'm like, oh, if Delaney's getting changed to how she yep. sees herself, what she's getting from God, the internal pressure, they respond and treat her differently mm-hmm. Because she's seeing herself differently. I'm like, oh, you're not a grasshopper. Yeah. Hey, kid, you're not a grasshopper. Hey, there's giants out there. You're not a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Because if you go in there thinking you're a grasshopper, they're going to treat you like a grasshopper. Yeah. Well, the other spies that came back and saw something different, too. I mean, they were out. That, well, they saw the fruit. They saw the fruit. You see and, big and so that's is? the difference is what happens when you see the fruit, when you, you see what they actually asked for, like, can I have that land with the giants? Because I, I know I can take them. Yeah. You just have a different authority and assignment when you feel absolutely confident in what you're bringing. Yeah. And um, and that's, I mean, Delaney's about to go into adulthood, and there's so many more stories and, and journeys to come mm-hmm. because this is her thing to work out. You know, all of our kids are so different. But I think I'm very different than Delaney. Yeah. And so I, if I'm not careful, I will get frustrated at an area that I don't struggle in because I don't have the patience to help her walk through yeah. and, and encourage her. And so... Like she should just be okay with this because you don't, I don't struggle under- with it. I don't have the, the same empathy. Like I don't understand yeah. how to help you. Yeah. And, and so knowing that I have to actually help her walk through this and I have to figure out my own junk to get out of the way so I actually can see her victorious in this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm just going to live frustrated and irritated at my child not growing in this area because I don't have the patience to help her walk it out. Yeah. Which, I mean, the great thing That's is good. Ben and I are so different. I get to tap on to him when I need it. But also, I ha- she's going to need me in, mm-hmm. in this season. Yeah. And I have to be willing to be like, okay, how do I disciple this in you? Because yeah. this, this one didn't wasn't a, a, a spot for me. Yeah. 
And and that's just the thing of really inviting the Holy Spirit in is, okay, Lord, you've got to help me figure out how to build the internal pressure in yeah, this kid. Totally. I Which, think, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I was so going to say, <laughs> I know. No, you go. You go. Uh, just to add to that point, and then you say something awesome, as you always do. Um, but just thinking about the Delaney and the. It's gone, Seth. <laughs> you lost it. I think you need to talk. I'll talk and it went away. see if it comes back. <laughs> I was going to say, powerful. like with Delaney, it's really cool. You've, you've helped her once. She's faced a, a crazy culture that she's not used to, right. and she's had victory. So now she has a history with God to pull on. Absolutely. And I know in my family with my one of my sons especially who it feels like he gets confronted with similar battles. Mm-hmm. and he. But every time I refer back to all the other victories that he's had, I go, hey, do you remember when yeah. you had this? Do you remember when this happened? Do you remember when we prayed this? Do you remember when we talked I, about I the lenses? Moments. Do you remember? And so it's like, oh, pulling as a parent too, like for pe- mm-hmm. people watching, like what's your kid's history with God? Can you yeah. remind them? Sometimes they need, you know, it's like Delaney, a couple years from now, whatever's happening in her life, wherever she's at, like, Hey, remember when you worked at that fast food restaurant? Remember mm-hmm. when the culture was so crazy? Remember when you started work? And just and it's like boom! Oh, I have a history. I have a testimony mm-hmm. that can happen again in my life. Totally. I need to pull on that thing, and and that that yep. can be a huge deal for kids because you're like, I'm just reminding you that you've already, you know. To me, it's like David and Goliath, mm-hmm. right? Like David's like, well, I've killed a lion and a bear. Mm. He knew his history was God. I've killed him. I and they tried to get me, and I just hit him with the club. Like I can go face a giant. Well, and he doesn't even bother with the armor. He's like, I, yeah. this, yeah. this, this, this isn't is too, gonna. I can't do this. It's not gonna help me. And he trusted his sling. He'd used yeah. his sling yeah. a bunch. He'd fought a lion. He'd fought a bear. He'd won. He had this history he could pull on. So good. When everybody else was like, rah, rah, rah. and yeah. the culture is all in fear, the culture is all afraid, the culture is all hiding, and he's like, "Give me that guy, I, I got, this. I have a history with God I can pull on right now." Yeah. Well, that reminds me of what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, um, good. Yes. But just uh, as you both sharing, I was sitting there thinking about one of the things we often talk about in our parenting approach and 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 tools is is letting our children struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think it fits right here too mm-hmm. in that it's it's really hard to watch a child struggle when you know the answer, but they have to pave that road themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to learn to pave that road. You know, I can I can show you where it is. I can help you move some of the obstacles, but you have to learn to pave that road and create the history with God. Yeah. So, which which means that struggle, which feels like the Daniel story. You know, he's in the middle of the struggle. Yeah. And his his answer is, I'm going to go do what I've always done, yeah. and go pray, yeah. and go go be thankful, and yeah. watch what happens to to even my spirit yeah. w- when I do what I know to do because I have a history with the Lord. Yeah. And so I think through through questions and and through being okay with the struggle, they actually I'm not going to bail you out yeah. as a parent. I, yeah. I don't want to bail you out of this and try and solve it for you. I want to solve it with you mm-hmm. and keep leading you to the Father, and then watch what happens with with your spiritual muscles, so to say. Yeah. It's definitely, um, parents are hopeful that if they just get their kids in the environment or, um, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to this, that 
that will translate into ownership for the child. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's more of an invitation of what do you think we should do? How are you building your relationship with the Lord? What is God saying to you? Because if we just create a root or schedule for them, um, there's there's no desire that's really given the opportunity to set a flame. Yeah. Because we didn't invite them into the process of creating the schedule. You know, it's, yeah. we, the joke of where you have to, when you pay for something, you value it so much more than it just being gifted to you. Yeah. And, and there's moments where, you know, obviously it's very meaningful and all these things. And I have high value for creating routine and schedules. But as you, your child grows to those teenage, junior high years, if you've just created a, a God of schedule, then they won't have a God of relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, that it really needs to be a, a place where you learn how to invite them into it. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of places where it gets messy, um, unintentionally messy yeah. for parents. So, yeah. But we should do a question because we're almost we, out of time. Yeah, we should. That's true. We have one here. We do, and it's kind of a, a, that that crazy world that's coming crashing at our door. Yeah, a lot of confusion here. Mm-hmm. I'll read it. All Good. right. My son is going into third grade at my school district, which is a small county school, but we're seeing elementary kids coming to school saying they're bisexual or transgender. My husband and I aren't quite sure how we should navigate this with our son. He hasn't ever mentioned anything to us at this point, but we want to be prepared and we want him to hear information from us first. Which we've talked about that mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. First mention. Mm-hmm. Which I would encourage them to jump on this. If, you know, if they if they haven't had this conversation, you actually might be behind a little bit mm-hmm. if it's already happening. Yeah, and, and they're seeing it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think going back to the Garden of Eden, there's a man and a woman. There's mm-hmm. a, there's only two options, mm-hmm. and nowhere in there is to talk about changing. Yeah. Um, and what is the covenant of marriage was really birthed in the garden. I mean, that was kind of their wedding. Yeah. Uh, and kind of trying to break that down to a third grade level, I think you probably accomplished that pretty well. Um, and I would, again, like we've been talking about, making this conversation of sex a normal practice. And so, you know, Lincoln, he is our little justice meter. He's mm-hmm. very quietly justice filled he, he was seeing the pride flag and he would get angry and i i'm like oh i understand that you're so in black and white in this stage but the anger that you feel is not the best position yeah. son you've got to lean into love and forgiveness and really trying to explain that it's not acceptance yeah but God wants us to love all people. Mm-hmm. And I and I tell him, I'm like, do you know what the rainbow really means? And I just remind him of what it means. So when you see that flag, you just declare God's promise. Mm-hmm. And do not let them claim it as something that it wasn't originally designed for. Yeah. And so we talk about it in that space instead of being afraid. Mm-hmm. We take trying to be powerful as yeah. a stance in the conversation. I've had, had to navigate them. that a bit with my kids. They were in a school a while back similar stuff like hey i don't know if this one child is a girl or boy and and we'd talked about it beforehand but you know i've had to help navigate that because my one of my kids would be like i can't believe right like Mm -hmm. just passionate and i'm going hey i understand you're passionate but but 
how do you think that would come across if you're speaking to them? Would they feel loved from you or would they feel attacked? Would they feel judged? judged? Yeah. And like, okay, if they feel that, how does that help them? Does that help them? And so really helping go, hey, we have, we have some pretty strong beliefs. We're, we're, we believe what we believe. And, but how we go about saying that and talking to people who believe differently and loving people when we don't agree mm-hmm. and being okay. Like it's it's an interesting world, but my kids would come to me. We'd had talks about this stuff before. We'd had conversations, and then it was navigating like how do you approach this mm-hmm. in a way that's like, oh, I love you. I want to be friends with you. Let's play on the playground. Let's hang out. And the way if I do talk to you about this stuff at some point, I want it to come across. Mm-hmm. loving, not attacking. Yeah. Where's the love of the Father and your approach to this person? Yeah. And it, it's such an ongoing conversation too, right? Mm-hmm. Just like sex. I think the same way, what's the what's the inflow of information? What What's coming, coming in the direction of your child? So it's a continued conversation of what are you encountering, what's happening, and then how are you handling it yeah. internally and externally? Yeah. It's both things you're talking about. It's the truth and the love. Yeah. So the truth remains solid, mm-hmm. and I'm not compromising that. But people get to experience love around me because yeah. if if my truth causes me to be or to be experienced as unloving, there's a breakdown somewhere. Yeah. Because I think this is part of the problem is is people experience the church and like, where's the love? Mm-hmm. Also, Jesus was loving. Or yeah. it's the other way. Uh, we are loving to. The, uh, accepting we, right, and that's that's not the goal. So the, the truth yeah. has to be set, <laughs> yeah, and and clear based on the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what what we believe, and then um, love doesn't have to mean acceptance. Yeah, which again we're, we're back in Babylon. This well, you, confusion. Yeah, you, you and I talked about this late last night. <laughs> we like, did for a while. Like you consider me a true friend mm-hmm. if I said. Hey Ben, there's a little yeah. stuff, some stuff in your teeth. You'd go, oh my gosh, thank you. I want to get it out. I got to get this out on my teeth. Thank you. If I didn't tell you, and we're hanging out for four hours, and you're like, bro, <laughs> you go to the I bathroom, <laughs> and you go to the bathroom, like, bro, I've been sitting here for four hours, and you didn't tell me what was yeah. in my teeth. They're like, oh, you're kind of not really a friend. It's because I love you that I didn't tell you. It's yeah. Wait, what? No, it's because <laughs> I love you that I did tell yeah. you to. And so I think that's a huge. A lot of times in this conversation. Any of these conversations like this is like, oh, people have thought, believed that love means I agree with everything you do. And technically, I don't probably agree with anyone in the world 100%. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not even your own wife? No, we totally don't agree on every single thing. I'm trying you to decide if I'm going to answer that question or not. Yeah. I'm do, right here. do you guys agree on every single thing? No. No. We're married. No. But, but you, you choose relationship and right. connection over agreement and when we disagree we have something deeper than that and it's like oh love is i can actually disagree with you mm-hmm. and we we still love each other mm-hmm. like oh i don't have to agree with everything otherwise you're going to be alone everyone's going to be alone because well, otherwise you're afraid you just live afraid and you have no real depth of relationships because i i don't get to be myself or be known which is yeah. what everybody yeah. craves is to, to be known and have this intimate connection. Yeah. And I think parents can probably start practicing this today and in in even in the home, in that family. Like when we disagree, how do we handle that? Yeah. And so there's little things. So we start pointing back at those moments going, okay, in the bigger disagreements, 
mm-hmm. how, how are we handling that now? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, you know, it all comes down to some of the stuff we think is the most important thing in the world connection. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, if right. you're connected to these other kids, they'll value your voice. You yeah. can, you have influence and you can talk with them. And, but a lot of times people try to do it without the connection. Parents try to correct kids without connection. Kids try to correct other kids without connection. People try to do that. So I'm like, wait, it's, it's called social media. Yeah, it's called, it is. <laughs> it's very much. All the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. We could talk forever on Sad. this. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, so good, but um, love it. I guess just keep leading your kids in, in this crazy world that we're living in. Yeah, we're um, in Babylon, but. But we've got a secret weapon. We've got a secret so. weapon. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on the Imperfect Parenting uh, podcast, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.